It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On a Wednesday, everybody, we plate this dish on a Wednesday, March 18th, and a Thursday, March 19th. What's going on? It's Matt Derry. It is Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast and Network, your team every day. Day three of NFL free agency, and boy, would you know it, the Detroit Lions have done it. The Lions have swung a trade. Bob Quinn, ooh-wee. Bob got on that phone. You know who he called. Come on now. He got his old buddy Bill on the phone. It's all pats all the time. I actually like what the Lions did today. Yes, I said it. Yes, Mr. Negative. Yes, you guys think I hate this team. Oh, not all. Not you guys. Some of you. Give the Lions credit. They added to their defense with two good football players today. That's all I'm going to tell you. Pat Lane is going to join me from Pat's Pulpit. Um, he is a writer for SB Nation. He knows all when it comes to the New England Patriots. The rebuilding, as he told me, <laughs> New England Patriots. Pat Lane, Pat's Pulpit, Pat's Nation podcast, SB Nation will join me momentarily here on Lockdown Lions. You can follow me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. At Locked On Lions, join us as well for some fun and frivolity on the Matt Derry Facebook fan, pan, uh, fan page where we post the podcast as well. Love your tweets, love your comments. Most of them are very negative about where the Lions have, have, have gone the first three days of free agency. They're still without a starting right guard. Uh, they still have uh, some other holes to fill. Still got to get that uh, edge, although maybe Jamie Collins is the guy. We talked about that yesterday. Don't like that move. We'll get Pat's comments on it momentarily. Okay, talking to Pat, okay? Anyway, um, the news today. Let's start with the news of the day. The Lions' first team out of the gate this morning signing a free agent. Nose tackle, D tackle, Danny Shelton, ex of the Patriots, ex of the Browns, gets a two-year, $8 million deal. 26 years old, over 300 pounds, run stuffer, plugger. You know, not, not spectacular, but I like the move for the value if you're going to spend $4 million a year on him, uh, I don't hate it. So I found that move to be semi-intriguing and semi-effective uh, today. Now, are the Lions, you know, have they, you know, have they, are they upgrading? Do you know they're upgrading when they lose snacks, apparently losing Ashawn and grabbing Danny Shelton? Are, they, are any of these moves saying to you, boy, the Lions have hit home runs in free agency. No. But if we're going to focus on today as opposed to yesterday, the Lions got better. Danny Shelton's a good football player. He's solid. The Patriots traded for him for a reason a couple of years ago. They re-signed him after 2018, even though he wasn't spectacular. And he's 26. They're not signing all these old 30, uh, these 30-year-olds today. 
So for four, if you would have told me they spent eight million a year on Danny Shelton, I would have told you you're crazy. But for four year, uh, for two years, and four million a year, I don't mind the deal. I think Danny Shelton is a nice pickup. I really like what the Lions did this afternoon. They sent, they swapped late round picks with the Patriots and took on Deron Harmon, acquiring the safety from New England for basically nothing. Um, Deron Harmon is a good player. The closer, as he was known in Boston, because in the fourth quarters, he was on the field making plays and intercepting balls. It was a part of a three-safety rotation with McCourty and Chung. Doesn't play, didn't play a ton, but a deep free safety with ball skills and a very good a locker room guy. And is, what, 29? So Deron Harmon coming to the Lions for a song, going to cost him five mil, whatever. I like that move too. The Lions need defensive backs. They need cornerbacks. I'm telling you, Logan Ryan has to be next. Might as well make it a trifecta and bring in every expatriate you can. Ted Karras, by the way, to the Dolphins, so my prediction on that was wrong. The Lions will not be signing him. I thought the Lions were going to get Thune or Karras to play right guard. Who knows? Maybe Tyrell Crosby is going to be a right guard. I don't know. But I like Deron Harmon. I think he's good around the football. Belichick trusted him to be the, 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 the center fielder late in games. So Danny Shelton and Deron Harmon are in. Two guys are gone. Two guys are gone. Uh, Devon Kennard, we knew yesterday, was sent packing. Today he has signed a three-year, $20 million deal. Good for him. He's going to make more money with his second team in two days than he would have made with the Lions this year. He would have made $5 million with the Lions this year. He's going to make just over $6 million with the Arizona Cardinals. Kennard is a Phoenix native, and he signs a three-year, $20 million deal with Arizona. So you got to be happy for that guy. Uh, got out of here, even though he loved it here. And we'll go to the Cardinals, who all of a sudden look like they've had a pretty good offseason uh, so far, getting DeAndre Hopkins and now Devon Kennard. Lions also uh, today uh, did not offer and tender a contract to J.D. McKissick, so he is now an unrestricted free agent. I liked him. I, you know, he was sort of the, the, the 2020 Theo Riddick in terms of somebody coming out the back out of the backfield uh, with some speed. I, I did not I liked JD McKissick. So I thought that was interesting that the Lions aren't even going to tender him a contract and he goes back out on the open market. Uh, not 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 the end all be all and the and the greatest you know player of all time, but somebody that I thought was uh, a pretty good football player. I wanted the Lions to sign Malcolm Jenkins, but they got their safety today in Duran Harmon and Jenkins, by the way, Got a four-year, $32 million deal. How about that at age 32 to go back to the New Orleans Saints? So um, that's, you know, that's that's where we're going with this thing. So um, that's it. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But today, the Lions upgraded. Overall, am I doing backflips over this free agent class of um, Big V, Nick Williams, Chase Daniel, Jam- uh, Jamie Collins, and Danny Shelton, and a pickup of Deron Harmon? No, I'm not doing backflips. I wanted to see some splashy moves. All these teams are making splashy moves, making big trades. I like the Harmon deal. I got to be fair. Got to be fair. Um, so I thought that was a uh, a pretty good move overall. So we'll 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 see where this goes. 
Um, again, the Lions tender Mike Ford, so he's back as an extra cornerback, but elect not to tender J.D. McKissick or Jamie Meter, whoever that is, uh, the defensive tackle. So the Lions still have some holes, and we will talk about the players they got from New England, Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton, and Deron Harmon specifically, with Pat Lane coming up next from just about everywhere. SB Nation, Pat's Pulpit, uh, Pat's, uh, i got to get the, the proper name here or he'll be mad at me. Uh, Pat's Nation Podcast, Pat's Pulpit from SB Nation. We'll talk to Pat Lane about the Pats, and we'll do it next. You're listening to Locked On Lions. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, our guest today here on Locked On Lions, as I told you earlier, let's go up to Boston. He's the co-host of the Pats Nation podcast. Also, you can read him at uh, Pat's Pulpit, SB Nation. Pat Lane is my guest. We'll talk about the Detroit Patriots uh, slash Lions and all the guys that are now here. What's up, Pat? How's it going? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Pat covering the Pats, huh? Yep, you got it. Well, that's it's funny. When I tell people it's Pat's Pulpit, they're like, oh, that's a, that's cool. Did you make that website? I'm like, no, that was not me. <laughs> that's been around <laughs> long before. All right, so so your reaction, let's just do a, a general thing. I mean, are people in Boston just laughing or are they saying, oh, no, that's that's a smart move that the Lions just keep bringing in former Patriots? Well, I, I think, you know, what Mandy P is trying to do up there is, is a little bit of a culture change, right? And I think that sometimes when you bring guys in, you bring them in for, you know, for their skills, but then you also bring them in for the things that they bring in the locker room, right? And Harmon, I think, Jaron Harmon is a great example of that. He's a, he's always been a leader in the clubhouse. He's always been a guy who does the right thing, does what the team asks him to do. And, I, you know, in my opinion with him, he's one of the most underrated underrated defenders in the entire game, I think. You know, the Patriots have just simply ask him to stay back and don't let anything by him. And, you know, he's turned that into him, you know, doing well, but he's in the right position. I mean, you know, he led the league in fourth quarter interceptions for, you know, a two-year stand. And so, you know, and he got nicknamed the closer because fourth quarter roll around and, you know, the other team would be trying to throw the ball downfield and he'd, he'd end up, get, you know, getting a pick at the end of the game to steal the game. And so, you know, it almost happened in the uh, in the Atlanta Super Bowl where he, you know, jumped in front of a pass and, and almost picked it off ended up being out of bounds. But, you know, he he's a guy who leads on the field, but then also leads in the locker room. And when you're trying to change the team around, and it, and it seems like Detroit's starting to come around. That first year was rough with Matty P. And it seems like this past year, they're starting to come around a little bit. They're starting to, you know, kind of get it. And, you know, so you got you bring in some of those guys that, number one, you're familiar with, so it helps you. It gets easier. You know what they have, and you know what type of skills that they have. But number two, you know that they lead the right way, and they're going to do what you're asking them to do. And so they're kind of setting that whole culture up, and that's that's what you're looking to do. Well, let me ask you this, Pat. You're 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 giving a glowing uh, review here of Deron Harmon. Uh, the, the, the why the why why the Patriots trading him then? <sighs> well, uh, unfortunately, as you know, uh, there's a guy, another guy that they lost a free agency uh, today, and his name is Tom Brady. 
And uh, and I think they're trying to rebuild. They're they're starting a rebuild. Harmon's in the last year of his deal. He's got about cons about five and a half uh, against the cap, five and a half million against the cap, um, and you know frees up some cap space for them. And honestly, I think that they're you know they're starting over. And so you know Harmon's a guy that that was in and out last year, um, you know because of because of the, the guys they had at safety and. You know, I think not necessarily as expendable, but he's not—he's not an unbelievable player. He's a great player in the locker room, but again, it's—it's it's a guy that I think on the final year of his deal might not be coming back, maybe not. And so they say, you know what? We're starting over again. We're starting fresh. We need to get younger. And I think the Patriots—the Patriots. I was looking at um, Pat's cap as a guy on Twitter who's like—he's unbelievable with the cap. He said they—they they have, I think it's thirty players on the roster making a million dollars or more which is by far the most in the NFL. And, and you do that because you build a lot of veteran players because you're trying to make a championship run. The Patriots are going to have to go through and get rid of a lot of those guys because they're not in a position to go to, to make a championship run right now. They're in a position where they're starting to rebuild this team. And they might want to rebuild on the fly, but to do that, you're going to have to let some people go and trade some people away so that you can build some of that cap space back up and bring in some young guys. And Harmon was part of kind of a three-safety rotation, right, with Chung and McCourty and others? Yep, exactly. Yep, and so and so he, you know, he'll be out, obviously, and so you have a guy like Terrence Brooks who was here last year. Obviously, McCourty came back, and, and you have Pat Chung who is uh, is getting up there. I'm, I'm worried about him and his future with the team, too. Uh, that's a guy that I'm, that I'm worried about. I thought his play dropped off a little bit last year, and so we'll see what happens with Pat Chung, but, but yeah, that's... He was part of that rotation, and, and again, I think he played a little bit less than normal last year. Um, uh, Harmon did, and so you know that was, uh, I think that kind of predicated this move. I think Pat Lane with me, co-host of the Pat's Nation podcast, also a writer for Pat's Pulpit uh, uh, on SB Nation. I thought the Lions made a good signing today, and I know that I've been kind of hard on this team the first couple of days of free agency because I didn't see much. And today they kind of pluck away Danny Shelton on a two-year, $8 million deal. Pretty good plugger, a run-stopper, nose tackle for that money. What, what did you think of that move for Detroit? Oh, it's a great signing. It's a great signing. I love that guy. I, you know, he, he came here in 2018 and played pretty good. Uh, second half of the year, he, pl- he started playing a little bit better, but he really didn't have a role at the beginning of 2018. And people were surprised when they brought him back last year um, on a one-year deal. And uh, and he, he played; he had a fantastic season. Really played well against the run, um, you know. And he's just he's a big guy, and he's hard to move, and he's a gap player. And you know, I, I think I think he can really give them something on that defensive line. You guys lost snacks, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, so that's going to, that's a, obviously a big hole to fill. And I think that, you know, Shelton does a really nice job of doing that. So In- interesting that the, 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 the Pats, when they got him back from Cleveland or they got him from Cleveland, only, only like you said, gave him that one year extension. Why was that? Well, I think that, I think part of it was that they hadn't seen a lot from him in 2018. You know, they brought him in, Kind of low risk. Uh, it didn't give up a ton. I think they gave up a third round pick for him. I want to say, uh, you know, and they and they didn't love what they saw from him. He didn't play a lot at the beginning of the season. He was he was actually a healthy scratch a few times in 2018, but he played pretty well at the end of the year and he played well in the Super Bowl. And so they said, okay, let's bring this guy up, but we really only want him back for a one year deal because we don't want to commit to him long term. We don't know what we have for sure. And he played great last year. And then, you know, I think it, it may have kind of benefited both sides to do a one-year deal because there really wasn't a huge market for, for Shelton out there. 
you know, after play, after kind of being up and down in Cleveland and, and playing okay in New England but not great, you know, it was kind of like best of both worlds for both teams to say, both sides to kind of say, hey, let's just do a one-year deal and, and see where it goes from there. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pat Lane with me from Boston. All right, so you like Shelton, you like Harmon. The Jamie Collins thing, I don't love it. Uh, It seems like he's only played well under Belichick and obviously under Patricia too, but uh, the Lions give him three years, 30 mil. He's going to take the uh, Devon Kennard spot as kind of a a blitz linebacker and somebody that's going to play more edge. Does he still have enough uh, left in the tank in your mind? Yeah, that's my opinion on Jake <laughs> He, you know, I, I mean, look, he played very well at the beginning of last year, like extremely well, uh, to the point where, you know, the first six or seven games, people were talking about him as defensive player of the year. Uh, he was playing great. And then his play kind of fell off, and he, by the end of the year, he was just another guy. And so, you know, do I think he has enough left in the tank to be a, a, a decent player? I do. I, I just, I question how good he really is. Um, you know, certainly I don't think he's worth $10 million a year. Obviously, Matty P has seen him up close and personal. He knows what he, get, what he brings to the table. Um, but I just think, you know, I think over the course of a full season, he's not going to be an impact player over the course of a full season. Now, does, could he be an impact player over the course of a game or like two games where you have like a really big game coming up and all of a sudden he, he shows up and has a great game? He absolutely can do that. But I just think over the over the course of a full season, I don't think you're going to see him as I don't see him as like an All Pro linebacker or a Pro Bowl linebacker. I see him as a guy kind of who, you know, plays well and and, and plays well in spurts. But you know, I just don't think it transfers the whole year. And so for me, knowing it was going to be big money for him, he was a guy who, as soon as the season ended, even before the season ended, we all knew he wasn't coming back. You know, it was just a matter of where he was going to go. And obviously, ended up he ended up in Detroit. I mean, do you see him as being a really good pass? I mean, look, he could play anywhere, and, and he's played inside, he's played outside, he's played on the edge. Where where is he at his best? You think? It's funny because he does everything pretty well, but he's not like I don't look at him and I'm like, wow, he's such a great pass rusher, or wow, he's such a great cover guy, or wow, he plays the runs well. He just does everything pretty good, and, and you know, if you put him in the right position. He has the athleticism to do a lot of different things well, but he's not like he doesn't excel at any one thing in particular, um, which is interesting. It's just he's an interesting kind of guy in that sense, because there are guys that you're like, wow, like he does this one thing really well. You know, Trey Flowers is a great example. of that. Trey Flowers is a fantastic pass rusher. He's good against the run, too. But he's, but he really, he's a fantastic pass rusher. He's got, uh, you know, a ton of great moves and everything. And, and Collins is a good pass rusher. Well, but by, by the way, we didn't. We, I'm interrupting you, but we didn't really see much last year. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, it didn't help. Didn't help when he got held all over the place uh, uh, in the Green Bay uh, game. Yeah, that's yeah, right. In the yeah. Green Bay game. Uh, but you know, but yeah, and so that's one of those things where it's like I don't, I didn't see anything in particular from him that he does really exceptionally well. Again, he has very good athleticism. 
you know, he, he's kind of more of a ro- roaming type of guy where he's kind of doing his own thing and roaming all over the place. And he does pretty well in that spot. And, and again, if you put him in the right position and you've got enough good guys around him, he can make some plays for sure. And then when he gets the ball in his hands, if, if he gets the ball in his hands on the turnover, he can make some things happen with the ball. But he doesn't do – he's not – doesn't do anything exceptional, I don't think. And, and so – but again, good player. Um, but it's not like, oh, he's going to come in and have 15 sacks this year. That's not what Jamie Collins is going to do. He's going to have an impact kind of all over the field, which is one of the reasons I think why Patricia likes him. All right, final thing for Pat Lane. Tell me this. Um, the reaction in Boston has been has been what in regards to Tom Brady? Are, are, are there anybody that's saying, is there anybody there saying 43 and he's washed up? Good, he, glad he's gone. What's been the reaction? Uh, I've been stopping myself from going out and licking telephone poles until i get the coronavirus uh it's just it's been uh, it's been hard it's been challenging here it's it's not the end of the world but it's pretty damn close and uh, wow and we've been we've been extremely upset and, and look I, I think however with that being said the one silver lining for me and i actually i don't know when it's coming out but i i, I drafted something for pat's pulpit uh recently is that you know this is bill belichick's decision this is his plan. His plan all along was to get rid of Tom because if it wasn't, he would have brought him back. And I think, you know, that's the one thing I can take solace in. Belichick has had this plan the whole way through. He's, you know, the, these 20 years that he's been he's been running the team, and yes, for obviously, clearly Brady's been a huge part of that. But we've always trusted Belichick before, and now Belichick's plan is to move on, move on from, you know, an aging Tom Brady. Now, listen. Could Tom Brady go to Tampa and have a fantastic season? Absolutely. Are the Patriots better without Tom Brady? Of course not. I mean, that's foolish to say that. But at the same time, when you look at history, no one in the history of the NFL, no quarterback in the history of the NFL, has ever even had a competent season at age 42. Right. So Brady was the first quarterback ever to have an even competent season at the age of 42. Now... People are expecting big things. He's in Tampa, so people are expecting huge things from him. Whether that's realistic or not at age 43, I don't know. Now, Tom Brady's not like any other player that's ever played, so I wouldn't put it past him. But at the same time, history says at age 43, like, is he going to be the best player in win MVP? Like, I don't, I don't know if I see that happening. So, you know, from a Patriots perspective, it's not great. But again, if Belichick's plan is to start the rebuild, and I've been saying all along, I want – Belichick to be the one to move on from Brady, not not to move on from Brady, but to right, right. to be the one that that kind of brings us into it. I didn't want them to leave at the same time, and then I'm like, oh my god, we're screwed. You know, at least we still have Belichick, and he's the one that's the architect of this. And so we'll see. You know, it's it's certainly not great, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens. It's going to hurt really bad watching him play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay comes to New England in 2021, so if assuming he's still playing there, I'm sure it's a multi-year deal, assuming he's still playing there, uh, we'll get a chance to cheer him on one more time uh, when he comes back, you know. Pat, enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Best of luck to you guys this year. It's, uh, I mean, shoot, I feel like we got half of the half of the Patriots on there, so Correct. I'll be rooting for the, <laughs> the, Lions, the Lions this year, too. So You got it. There he is, Pat Lane with us, a co-host of a Pat's Nation podcast, also Pat's Pulpit on SB Nation. We'll do this all again tomorrow, everybody. Thanks for listening to another edition of Locked On Lions.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.